The Mount Angel Institute is set to host its Christian in the World Lectures, beginning with a wonderful four-part series on monastic spirituality. And leading the first installment of that four-part series is Brother Ambrose Stewart joining us here on The Morning Blend. Brother Ambrose, welcome back, and why don't we just get started with the big question. What is monastic spirituality? Yeah, that's a great question. That's probably the reason that they chose it for the first presentation in this series. That's a big question, too, and there's a lot of different ways that one can answer it. The way that at least I'm choosing to answer it is it's a spirituality that represents a radical response to Scripture, a call of Scripture in one's life, and that manifests itself uh, in the whole monastic movement, whether that means fleeing to the Egyptian desert as a hermit and living it out there, or whether that means living in community, whether in the Egyptian desert or elsewhere, and living it out there, or whether maybe that means living out maybe uh, a pseudo-monastic spirituality in your own home. Um, Even then, it's still a radical response to Scripture and the demands of the Gospel in the life of a Christian. I think that at root captures it, despite the uh, various different practices in, in the monastic tradition. Running off into the desert is a pretty radical response. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And very few people do it, but there have been thousands and thousands who have. Who were the Desert Fathers, and what can we learn from them? The Desert Fathers were those people I mentioned in, I guess, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th centuries. The Christian tradition in, in Egypt in particular, but this also happened in Syria and Palestine and other places. But the Desert Fathers were the first ones to do it to go out into the wilderness and seek God in solitude, and then later in smaller and then larger communities. And they established this very radical way of life, but a way of life that was purified of a lot of worldliness that people take for granted. And in that purity of heart that they discovered, they also discovered the vision of God. They discovered an intense experience of love of neighbor, and that is, is why we still talk about them at all. So the, the reason we regard them as fathers is because they've, they've given us this spiritual patrimony. This seems so alien to me, but what can we learn as modern man from this radical response that they had? The, uh, the Desert Fathers, unlike us perhaps, were very sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And again, in, in Scripture in particular, they were very sensitive to the demands that Scripture made upon them in a way that most people might not be today. I was recently reading a novel where one of the characters is kind of upbraided by a pastor. A preacher has taken him in as his ward, and he goes about as this beautiful, innocent child living out the gospel in very practical and radical ways. And then the pastor says, that's just not feasible. You know, why would you do that? Jesus didn't mean for his commands to be followed, literally. But obviously this is comedic because he did. Maybe not in the same literalistic way that some people might interpret things, but the words of Scripture are living and effective. They're meant to find a place in our hearts and meant to be responded to. And that instinct that the Desert Fathers have for doing just that is, I think, a very inspiring and kind of healthy corrective to our more casual attitude towards Scripture today. You know, that was for them now. This is for me today. And there's not such a big difference. It's for us too today. We're visiting with Brother Ambrose Stewart about the Christian in the World series, which is getting started again by the Mount Angel Institute this Saturday. 
first installment in the series is what is monastic spirituality? And that's what our topic is today. Jesus began his ministry with a radical response of going into the desert. How does that play into this? Yeah, he's kind of a model for the whole Christian life, of course, but for monks especially, we're trying to pattern our lives on the life of Christ in a lot of ways. And when he went into the desert, how he was overcoming the temptations of the devil in his solitude was by responding to the devil with Scripture. Mm. Um, Again, this plays directly into what I said about what prompted the first desert fathers to go into the desert, what, what animated their spirituality. And it's a reliance on the power that resides in the Word of God made present in their life. And Jesus models that par excellence in the temptation in the desert. So how is the wisdom that the Desert Fathers gained by this experience shared with the Western world? Very early on, these people became known. St. Athanasius of Alexandria, the bishop, very quickly wrote a biography of Anthony of the Desert, the, the father of all monks, and that biography was wildly popular. Very quickly it was translated into Latin. It got into the hands of people like St. Augustine and influenced his conversion, It was a a spiritual classic in the whole world, basically, the whole Christian world. And other monastic movements, Pacomius and his Cenobitic communal monasticism, his rules were translated into Latin by St. Jerome and popularized in the Latin West later. And then uh, the big name kind of, for at least Benedictine tradition, is St. John Cassian. He wrote a couple of works that synthesized everything that was going on in Egypt And when he started a monastery in Marseille, he was using the Egyptian desert's wisdom as a model for his monks in the Latin West. And all of that trickled down to St. Benedict. St. Benedict had all of that in Latin and was deeply influenced by it. And when he wrote his rule, those were the seeds for St. Benedict. And then the tree has only blossomed since his day. So these monks were actually living in community then? Yeah, many of them. Um, Some were completely isolated, and some of them were kind of like uh, cranky sometimes. You know, they'd throw rocks at visitors because they wanted (laughs) to preserve their solitude. Uh, But many of them, especially when I talk about Pacomius, their whole model was communal. They they practiced love of neighbor above all things as, as the way that they embodied the gospel. And those communities grew and grew and grew. Pacomius his monastery had 1,300 monks all, all the way back in the 3rd and 4th centuries. Um, and then he had nine monasteries, uh, each of them with hundreds of monks. So even back in the day, it was a huge movement, and we're just the heirs of all that. We're visiting with Brother Ambrose Stewart. You've kind of alluded to it when we talked about the example of Christ, Brother. How does Holy Scripture unify all of these teachings and bring them all together? It's the wellspring. It's the source. The Spirit inspired the Scriptures. The Spirit speaks through them. And so when the monks go to the desert to seek God, to listen to His voice, to be open to the promptings of the Spirit, that's the first place they look. They look to the words that God has already spoken, and they're animated with power. They still speak to the monks. They still speak to us. That's just the voice of God. Of course, that's going to unify their quest for God Himself. So your presentation on Saturday will be the first of four. Tell us a little bit about the structure of the lecture series, and where does it go after your presentation? So 
mine is entitled, like I said, What is Monastic Spirituality? And I'll talk about the Desert Fathers, the, the wellspring of monastic spirituality there, if you will. Following that, uh, we're going to have Abbot Peter, Father John Paul, and Father Michael, and they'll each give presentations on uh, community life, more particularly. Uh, that's Abbot Peter's presentation, Community Life. Father John Paul will be talking about Lectio Divina. And then Father Michael will be talking about monastic engagement with the world. So all of those things are going to be you know, touched upon in this initial presentation, but um, delved more deeply into from other perspectives in uh, subsequent lectures. And if somebody wants to get involved, how do they find out more about the lecture series and get signed up? Yeah, you can go to our website, mountangelabbey.org slash C-I-T-W, short for Christian in the World, and there's a sign-up link there. And it should be a wonderful series. I know this has been going on for years, and this just really looks like it's going to be very helpful as we get ready for Lent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More people reading the Bible, you know, that's the goal. Brother, thank you so much for all you do. It's great to have you back on the air with us. My pleasure. Thank you. He's Benedictine monk, Brother Ambrose Stewart. And again, you can find out more about the Christian in the World series at mountangelabbey.org or go to matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app and check out our community calendar.